back at the start of the service, I said we'd spend some time this morning renewing our vision for St. Bridget's, refocusing on what priorities we should have as a church, and we're going to spend that time now. If you're visiting this morning, if you're not normally here, it's really great to have you here. Thanks for coming today. We hope you feel very welcome. You're about to get a little bit of an insight into what St. Bridget's is all about. And to do this, I want to begin to figure out our priorities. I want to begin by asking, what are God's priorities? What is God doing in the world? Because what we do as God's people should be in alignment with what our God is doing. We don't want to be a church that's pulling in a different direction from God. We want to be side by side with him making his priorities our priority and his plan our plan. Uh, and to see what God's plan is, please would you um, open up your Bibles again back to Paul's letter to the Colossians, um, which is on page 1182. Page 1182, Colossians chapter 1. And please have a look with me at verse 19 at the bottom right of that page, just before where I read from. Page 1182, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. This verse is all about Jesus, and it tells us this. God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus, and through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. God's plan, it says, is to reconcile all things to himself through Jesus. In other words, God's plan is to fix to fix the broken relationship that exists between him and all creation that was caused by our sin. It's a plan accomplished by Jesus when he shed his blood on the cross to atone for our sins. It's a plan that puts us back in a right relationship with God. It's a plan that brings us all the way into the very presence of God. Have a look with me at verse 21 that tells us that. A plan to bring us right into the presence of God. Verse 21, here's how Paul describing how God's plan has impacted the Colossian Christians. And Paul says, once you were alienated from God, you had that broken relationship. You were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, because of your sins. But now, God has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death in order to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. See, God has transformed them from being his enemies into a people who will one day be presented before him holy and without a single spot or blemish on their record. 
our plan was to be God's enemies. Either it was conscious or for most people that's unconscious. But our plan was to be God's enemies. His plan was to send Jesus to die for us, rescue us and present us before him holy and free from accusation. Back in verse 13, Paul describes it like this. He says, what God is doing is rescuing people from the dominion of darkness and bringing them into the kingdom of the Son he loves. And if you believe in Jesus, if you trust him as your Lord and Saviour, then you are one of those people. You are the beneficiary of this plan. God will present you before himself holy and blameless. There's nothing more important going on in the world right now than this plan. Teachers are busy teaching, governments are busy governing, CEOs are busy building up their companies, but God is busy rescuing people from eternal darkness and bringing them into the presence of his eternal light. That's God's amazing plan. And to keep that plan clear in our minds, there's a diagram, here's a diagram up on the screens, a diagram of that plan. On the left, we have people who are God's enemies and under the dominion of darkness. That's where we each were. If we're Christians, that's where we each were. If we're not Christians, that's where, if you're not a Christian, that's where you are. And God's plan is to move people from the left to the right, to move people into the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of the Son he loves. And if you're a Christian, that's where you are now. And the ultimate goal, following that arrow from left to right, is to bring us all the way into his presence. So it's a plan with three stages, really. First stage, people need to come to faith in Jesus. Second stage, once someone has come to faith in Jesus and entered the kingdom of the Son, they need to be established in their faith. They need to grow to maturity. The third stage, they need to keep going, persevering in their faith and not moving from it all the way till they die or Jesus returns. That's God's plan. Now here's where this gets exciting for us at St. Bridget's. What we're about to see is we're not just the beneficiaries of this plan, we're also part of making it happen. Take a look with me in your Bible at verse 28 of Colossians chapter 1. Right, Paul's just told us what God's plan is, and now he explains how we fit into that plan. He says this in verse 28, we proclaim him, he means Christ Jesus. We proclaim Christ, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect or fully mature in Christ. 
See, everyone who ends up being presented before God will only be presented before him because someone proclaimed Jesus Christ to them and taught them to obey him. What puts God's plan into effect in people's lives today is proclamation and teaching about Jesus. So how will people in our parish, under the dominion of darkness, come to faith in Jesus and enter his kingdom? Through the message about Jesus going out from this church. How will we in here grow in our faith and become fully established and mature Christians? Through the message about Jesus being applied to every area of our lives so that we're changed by it. How will we keep going and persevere in our faith all the way till we die or Jesus returns? Through the message about Jesus, which reminds us of the hope we have in him and of all his promises to us. And so my hope is that this verse, verse 28, can become a bit of a motto for us uh, because it tells us the basic aim of the game and the way to achieve it. It's a bit like um, this Christmas present we got for um, one of our children. It's, uh, it's called Monopoly Deal. It's a card game version of the board game Monopoly. And inside it's got this instruction sheet. And it's been well written because the first thing uh, the instructions tell you is how to win. And that's what every child wants to know when you give them a game. How do you win? And the answer is, uh, be the first to collect three complete property sets in different colours. That's the aim. What the instructions say next is the steps you follow to achieve that aim. And when it comes to Christian ministry, Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 is like our instruction sheet. Right? What is our aim? Our aim, in line with God's plan, is to present everyone to God fully mature in Christ, perfect in Christ. To get people from the left of that diagram all the way to the right. And how do we do that? How do we achieve that aim? By proclaiming to everyone and teaching everyone and admonishing everyone in line with the Bible's message about Jesus. And to help us focus on this task and always have it at the front of our minds, I come up with a, a sort of a catchphrase. Now here it is on the screen. Here's a catchphrase. Sowing, growing, keeping going. That's what we want to be focused on as a church. Those are the three stages that every person needs to go through to enter God's presence. And here's how they fit onto our diagram. Next slide, here you are. On the left, sowing. Once you enter the kingdom of God, the next stage, growing. And then the final stage, keeping going. And now let's go through uh, those three stages in turn. First of all, we're gonna think about sowing. We want to be a church that is sowing the good news about Jesus. 
you remember Jesus' parable uh, about the farmer sowing seeds on the ground? And some of those seeds grow up and bear fruit, lots of fruit. And Jesus said, that seed is the word of God. Right? You've got to take the word of God and sow it all over the place so that it grows and bears fruit. If we want to see people moving from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the sun, we need to be sowing the word about him all over the place. In church, over dinner, down the shops, when you're taking your dog for a walk. We need to be speaking about him because people in darkness need to hear who he is, why he came and what to do about him. Sowing is all about being a church that moves people into Jesus' kingdom by telling them about him. Secondly, let's think about growing. We want to be a church that's growing. Uh, when, a, when a little tree begins to grow, it starts off just sapling, very small and fragile. But of course, it's not meant to stay that way. It's meant to grow tall and strong. And it's the same for Christians. Our aim is to be presented before God mature in Christ. To become mature like a tree, you've got to grow. And the way to grow to maturity is by learning Jesus, learning to obey his teaching so that we become like him. So we need to be a church that is learning more and more about Jesus, uh, not just through sermons, but through personal Bible reading at home, through Bible study groups, maybe by attending courses, reading books, watching videos, and by observing more mature Christians and their character and how they live so that you can imitate them. Anything we can do to know the Bible better and help each other know it better so that we know Jesus better. That's what growing is about. And thirdly, we want to be a church that helps people to keep going. Uh, where I grew up, there was a, a willow tree that had fallen down and all its roots were exposed. Uh, but it didn't die, it uh, kept growing. Instead of the branches going out sideways, they just grew upwards. And a church that's in line with God's plan is a church where if you hit tough times, if you stumble, if you start to doubt God and have struggles with your faith, people will instinctively gather around you to help you keep going nevertheless. Sowing, growing, keeping going. That's our catchphrase. And it, and it rhymes, it deliberately rhymes, so that it gets stuck in our heads so we don't forget it. Because our aim is to always be doing one of these three things for the people in our parish and the people in this room. Our aim is either to be sowing the message about Jesus or working together at growing in obedience to Jesus or helping someone to keep going as a follower of Jesus when it's gotten really hard. That's how we at St. Bridget's can take our place in carrying out God's plan for his people. It's gonna be a bit of a challenge, I think, uh, for us. Here's why. To be this sort of church, we've all, including me, uh, got some growing to do. Um, it would be easy to think, um, 
I don't think everyone here thinks this, but it'd be easy to think that the reason every church needs a minister is because it's the minister's job to sow the good news of Jesus all over the parish and the minister's job to teach and admonish every believer so that they grow and reach maturity and the minister's job to ensure that every member of the church keeps going in their faith. Um, But if that was right, then as the church grows and grows, which we pray it will, uh, so would the minister's workload until he burns out and the church falls apart. So thankfully, that's not how it's supposed to work. Turn over uh, the page in your Bibles with me to chapter 3 of Colossians. Chapter 3 of Colossians, and have a look with me at verse 16. Right at the bottom of the left-hand column, verse 16. What does Paul say to this church, the church he's writing to, and therefore also to us. He says this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. For God's plan to succeed in our church, we actually all need to take responsibility for talking about Jesus, for proclaiming teaching, admonishing. We all need to take responsibility for the sowing, the growing, and the keeping going. It's not just my responsibility, it's our responsibility. And it's not just our responsibility, it's your responsibility, each one. We're all in it together. And I want to say that we've been doing a great job Uh, You've been doing a great job for years. I'm just talking about, though, uh, even since I arrived. uh, So many people have contributed to getting the gospel message out there. How many of you invited someone to the carol service before Christmas to hear the gospel message? How many of you delivered cards, Christmas cards, all over the parish to advertise that service? How many of you make the church warm and welcoming for visitors and new people? How many of you work to make Little Fishes a great place for us to be able to connect uh, with local families? All of that is the work of sowing or growing, right? I've heard people here say that they listen to the sermon on Sunday and they re-listen to it in the middle of the week to make sure they get the most out of it and they haven't missed anything. There's lots of people putting uh, effort into running Connect each month for our young people so that they get some teaching that's um, extra relevant to them and so that they've got an event that they can invite their non-Christian friends to to hear the gospel. And how many of you pick up the phone and call each other and care for each other? We're doing well. But there's room for growth, I think. We have loads of people who are confident doing all the practical tasks that make this church run and our events run. But I would love for more of us to have, as well as that, the confidence to talk to your neighbour about Jesus or teach the Bible, maybe in a Bible study group, maybe coming to Connect and teaching the teenagers, Uh, or the confidence to pray with people or uh, to mentor younger or new Christians, or provide spiritual care to people who are struggling. That's where we need some training, I think. 
That's where we need to grow. And it's so worth the effort and the time that that would take. Because the more confident and well-equipped we are, all of us, for the work of sowing, growing and keeping going, the more people will see God's plan of salvation taking effect. That's the way the kingdom grows. And I think those skills I've been talking about, of being able to, if you like, talk about Jesus to people in, in different ways and at different stages of their life, those skills, they're not as tricky as you might think. There are some big ways people do that, like preaching, like I'm doing now. But there's so many small and little ways that we can be doing that to help people take just even one step towards the right-hand side of that diagram, one step in the right direction towards Jesus. We can all be doing that, but I'd love to be able to equip you and give you the confidence to do that so that we see the kingdom grow and people persevering and keeping going all the way into the presence of God. Well, we'd need more time to think about those things. We're not about to start doing that now. Uh, but in a couple of weeks' time, a few weeks' time, uh, what we are going to do is begin a series of three sermons where we look at each of those things in turn for the whole sermon. So a sermon on sowing, a sermon on growing, and a sermon on keeping going. And if you want to get yourselves ready for those sermons and get the most out of them, why not read in advance uh, the letter, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, and especially chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, because it'll be chapter 1 of 1 Thessalonians sowing, chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians growing, and chapter 3 of 1 Thessalonians keeping going. For now though, I think we need to draw stumps. So what's the vision for St Bridges going forward? Next slide. That's it. That's the vision. To see people presented to God fully mature in Christ. How do we make that vision a reality? By being a church that prioritises these three things. We're always sowing, we're always growing, and we're always helping people to keep on going. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to be part of your plan. We want to see it in action. We want to be, as a church, presenting people to you fully mature in Christ. So we pray that you would help us all to be people who speak about Jesus and who together do the work of sowing, of growing and of keeping going. We ask this in Jesus' name and ultimately for his glory. Amen.